Hello and welcome to today's episode. And before we jump into today's topic, I just want to take a moment to express our gratitude to our major sponsor, Pertech. To have a global company not only support the show, but actually support the vision of the show, which is to treat you, the listeners, as teammates. Where before every episode, we will ask, how can this help someone else? Or basically, how can I help a teammate? Pertech is a global company and a leader in its field that provides high quality products, services and solutions to multiple industries across the globe. Their purpose is to keep businesses operating. If you have Pertech on your team, they will never let you down. We're honoured to have Pertech on our team as a sponsor of our show because by partnering with Pertech, we're able to continue to provide you with content that we hope helps or inspires you in some way or someone else you know. So with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome team. We have an episode today with a bit of a difference and I'm actually so excited about it because I'm sitting here with Bomber Sneakers is what I know you as because let's go to your TikTok straight away. Bomber as in B-O-M-B-R Sneakers. There's no E in there. No. Bomber Sneakers. TikTok, Instagram, some of your social contents off the charts, what you're doing with sneakers. And I think it's fascinating, mate, your energy that you bring to this and your story you're going to share and where I see you are going. Like, without a doubt, I know you probably won't release too much now, but I know that you have your own brand that will drop one day. And, yep. and that's going Which to be Which you've seen personally. Yes, I have. No one's seen this <laughs> no. yet. No one's seen this yet. But... So everyone knows you as Bomber Sneakers, but Johnny, yes, uh, can you share a little bit of where this come from? Because I mean, if they if people go now straight to the TikTok, there's a video there of four point four million viewers that just went off. You sold yeah. you you made a killing overnight. In, yeah. in thirty seconds, you had a waiting list of thousands of people waiting for personalized sneakers. Yes, pretty much. And and it's just gone from strength to strength. Yeah. Uh, so can you share with me a bit of your story of um, where it all started, this passion for it, uh, where it's at now, where it's heading? And then I definitely want to go back to your influences in your life and stuff. Yep. But yeah, actually, let's start with where is the business right now? Because it's pretty impressive. And by the way, you're part owner of 27 Project, a studio which we're actually sitting in so it's your studio yeah, now too, yeah, brother. yeah you're in a very uh, creative space with yeah. some very creative people yeah including Taito Vasa who uh, we've had on the show yeah um you know you got you got some digital people here that are geniuses at their craft you've yeah. got you making sneakers and there's a real creative hub going on out here at 27 Project yeah so but tell us where the shoe business is at um, at the moment, still loving what I'm doing, bro. I'm making custom sneakers for people, one of our kind pieces for people. Um, yeah, man, we're just pumping that. Still making content with my best friend and business partner here, Nikki, who I told you about, spoken about. So, yeah, man, just still being creative. And like you just touched on there, like creative hub is what we wanted to have here, always wanted to have. So, like, all those brains putting together, you can just imagine what stuff we can come up with. So, that was the whole goal. And I showed you some of the stuff on Instagram that we've made and uh but mate, yeah mate the sky is the limit because by the way let me <laughs> let me tell you 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 have probably cost me money and i don't even know my son has probably bought your stuff <laughs> like i 
I took my son to England during the World Cup rugby league and he's out there and he's, you know, he's goal kicking with Nathan Cleary one yeah. day and he's visiting different teams training and it was a bit of a rugby league experience, father-son time and I was doing a bit of work and stuff and um, and I had a few things to go to in London, right? So I had this seminar to attend in London and my son drove me mad to go and visit these sneaker shops. Now, I never realised how big this industry was. It's huge. Mate, I'm telling you, we, we had to go from one side of London to the next. The traffic, never drive in London. Yeah, you shouldn't nah. take the underground. Yeah, never huh. drive. But yeah. I, I was trying to drive a hire car <laughs> nah. around London nah. to get to this shop. Yeah. He had to visit this famous sneaker shop. And you walk in, man. I'm talking thousands of dollars for shoes. And yeah. I, what are you talking about? Like, oh, no. Like, I didn't know. And then... We go to Leeds and we're we're in Leeds for a, for a game to watch and oh we've got to go to this other sneaker shop and he, he looks it up and he said yeah this one's famous on YouTube and this one and, mate I never knew how big this industry was yep you know uh, I love good shoes and stuff but I didn't realise these exclusive shoes that would drop and there's kids waiting to just yeah. hit the button and now you're personalising these shoes yeah so. I bet you I've paid money for your product. <laughs> <see. 'Cause>, because, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm blessed because of like what you were just saying then. The whole hype around sneaker and the sneaker game at the moment in the last five years has been insane. So the timing was kind of perfect for me with what I'm doing as well. Yeah. So it kind of like worked well with what was going on in the scene, in, in fashion and in sneakers. Yeah. So, yeah, that whole like demand of wanting to have like the last pair of, of this rare item or this, this one, like – that's what people want. They want that, you know, that rarity and like that to be different and um, yeah. have a one of a kind kind of piece, you know. So well, the stuff you do, there's obviously a, there's a skill to it. Like I've even seen the, the sewing machine out there. Like, yeah. there. like there's there's a lot of detail that's going on in what you do. And I'm, I'm just watching this video right now with the millions of viewers. Uh, this is a pair of TNs and you're stitching some material on it. Yep. And this was... This was hyped up that much that people, like oh, thousands of people were hitting you up yeah. like, wanting a pair of shoes, mate. I woke up next morning with 4.5 million views and like an extra 40,000 followers. So it kind of spam, spam me out a bit of imposter syndrome on that one. Like, very, yeah. very weird. But um, yeah, it's and, I'm just thing. flicking through and then, and then it flicks to some really cool creative content I'm looking at here like. And that's obviously partnering with Nikkei. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a genius at this. He social is, man. Content. Is the best. So your content's cool. Your product's cool. I yeah, can, I can see why people are loving. What it's you're just doing. A, it's a formula in itself. All that stuff. And you you've noticed with content of of late, like content's everything. Yeah, content is everything. And if you you're marketing it well and your your products well, it's it's gonna work. So just keep doing what you're doing. Wow, there's there's a photo shoot you did. Where someone's hanging a shoe by a fishing line. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to make sure I go through all your TikToks. Oh, I'll be sending you some yeah, videos yeah. so you yeah. can use. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just on that, you started with no, zero followers and now it just keeps growing. Yeah, like, zero followers. Yeah. When I first met Nick Air, I, was, I said, bro, I want 10K followers at the end of the year. And we were mid-year. During COVID, we started working together. Yeah. And I only had 3,000. He goes, mate, you're going to have 20 by the end of the year. It's literally pretty much close to 20 yeah and um yeah just working with him was a blessing and meeting him and doing what we're doing is mad and i see then title vasa then 
Uh, you personally made a pair for him, and yeah. he walks out in them, and then yeah. he, he's talking about it on Mark Burris's show. Yeah, and that's then, it. And then before you know it, people want those shoes. So, yeah. but some of the material, mate. Like, I just needed to ask, like, where where did the? It's obviously personal, so people would hit you up personally to make their shoes. But surely some companies have gone, hey, hang on a minute, you're using my yeah, my yeah. material yeah, to yeah. put on that shoe. Yeah, yeah. Like has any companies come hunting you? Oh, have? yeah, yeah. Have they? Yeah, we've had one one lawsuit. Have you? Yeah, which a company I can't name. But it was a good lesson for me in the future as well, especially moving into what I'm going to do in my own sneaker. So make sure I've got every, all my bases covered with that. But, yeah, this, this name brand was, yeah, bro, they're worth millions, mate. And they were hitting me up for some money. Were they? Yeah, which respectfully, in a way, where I was wording what I was, what I was doing at the time and the way I was wording it was wrong. So that was all my fault, really. But good eye opener too, because at the end of the day, I'm just cutting up vintage bags and, and just cutting and, and sewing on the shoes. There's nothing to it. It's not like I'm um, opening up a little store, saying it's their exact brand or whatnot, and selling it. Yeah, the loophole for me is I'm just cutting up vintage material that no one wants to use anymore and put onto some other sneakers that can be a one-of-a-kind um, artwork for someone, you know, that they can wear around and be proud of. And that's the difference, yeah. Cool. Is that So that's how you got out of it? So that, yes. there was a lawsuit? Yeah. And yeah. I just, I had good solicitors and then uh, basically at the end of the day, just you can't sell their stuff anymore. Okay. And that's all it was. Um Oh, yeah, good eye opener, man, because you're not even making, like, cool money. But then you realise, like, oh, I can't do this. I can't word it like this. I can't use X amount. You need to learn these lessons through business, right? Well, you know what? I love the way you – that's like um, if you go back and listen to a Nathan Cleary episode we've done where we talk about learning lessons even when you're losing a game or, yeah. or missing a field goal, like how you can learn for the next – so every – Every kind of setback is actually an opportunity to exactly. learn. It's not, it's not a failure. It's an opportunity to learn. Yeah. So, even the way you've just accepted responsibility straight up and owned it, that was my mistake. I need to learn more about this. Yeah. Like that's, that's going to be a cool story when you're, you're eventually a, I kept the papers to frame them. Have you? Yeah, of course. Because yeah. they'll be mad one day to look back on all this will. stuff. Of course but, they um, will. Yeah, I think if you're talking about Claire's and that, like I think I do get all the morals and all my principles from sport, yeah. from um, soccer and stuff and growing up my old man. So that's where I will go, yeah, no. Nah. If I need to take ownership of a, of a mess up, I have to go full, full, uh, you know, I have to just take it on my chest. And yeah, it is man. what it is, bro. Like you made the mistakes, so deal with it. And how are you going to change it? Are you going to work with it? Like you can't just look about it. That's great that you just um, have acknowledged what sport can do for a kid. Yeah, man. And learning those lessons. And even if there's coaches listening, that part of your job as a coach of junior kids is yep. you have the power to be a positive influence on their life. Yeah. Knowing that not all of them are going to be superstar sports people, but yep. if, if you can influence their life yep. in a way that here you are now, you, you are you're on the fringe of really cracking the business world and it's through a lot of influences from sport yep. and your own father. Yeah. So let's go there then. Tell me about where you, how you grew up, where you grew up, yep. challenges along the way, yep. who influenced you and um, yep. you said soccer was a big yep. part of your life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so growing up, yeah, we were a big soccer fan. My old man's English, 
he's from London. So, yeah, he's growing up, he taught all, like me and my siblings, all the principles he knew and he learnt the hard way and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, every day was something, always training, always pushing us to our limits, showing what we're capable of doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, we, I played, I uh, got to a top tier level, uh, level. I played um, soccer in England for six years. Did you? Who yeah. for? So I done my apprenticeships all around the around the um, all around England really. So Mansfield Town was my first club. Yeah. And then I moved around Nottingham Forest, Blackburn Rovers. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few because I was there for a while. But the so last you were an I was apprentice. Just, yes. Explain that to the listeners so because um, what would you, how could I um, more like the resis. Resis or... Yeah, like the reserve grade team. Yeah. But they did call them apprentices, didn't they? Yeah, because like, you're yeah. not a pro yet. Yeah. You've got to earn that. Yeah. And literally the two two boys out of the team, under 18s, I guess. Yeah. Under 18s, two of those boys get a pro contract after the, yeah. after they're done. It's not an easy gig. Yeah. But man, I learned so much over there and from coaches that you, what you were yeah. just saying. Like, I learned a principle from my coach, Darren Finch, and he was like Gaffer at Stockport. And he was like telling me, um, Johnny, free passes their head. Make sure free passes ahead. Know know what's going on. You know, check your shoulder. But all these little principles I have now transmuted into business, brother. That's not people don't understand. Free passes ahead. I've walked into here, and I mean, we have mutual friends, but I've never actually met you. But the yeah. first day I met you, I realised this bloke is three passes ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like you are ahead of the game. Yeah, like. This shoe that will drop one day and, like, I've got no doubt there'll be an exclusive shoe that, like, I've actually seen it. Um, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. Like, you're three passes ahead in your business. Yeah, you have to be, And man. that's been influenced by, what was his name? Darren Finch. Darren Finch. Yeah, yeah, good manager, man, best manager I've ever had. Yeah, right. Yeah, good manager. Oh, that's great. Because yeah. there's a lot, I have a lot of coaches that listen. Yeah. A lot of teachers, a lot of trainers. But even a lot of business people listen. Um, but there's a little lesson, like one coach influenced you as a teenager and then... That's, bro, it's taken, know, you know... That's mad. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's free passes ahead, free steps ahead, make sure, you know, you know what you're going to do with the ball at your feet, you know. Mm. You're going to run with it, you're going to hold it, what are you going to do with it, you know. Yeah. So now with the business, is like, okay, customs is great and it's also makes me money, but it's not going to be around forever. So I want to have something for my bloodline that's going to be generational wealth and it's yeah. not all about wealth it's just looking after my family making sure my dad's set can pay off all these stuff you know all the boys do it around the area and it's inspiring yeah. and that's what i want to do as well yeah so having all that already set and being those three steps ahead i know it's going to work so having the sneaker that i showed you the one that's been made in portugal proper european leathers and that i know if i market it right which i will and i have i've got the right team around me now no doubt it's going to work it will work so yeah and you said your dad used to instill in you what's possible and what you can achieve. He, he, he still so does it to this day. You're a big uh, uh, believer. Yeah. You know? Well, I believe everything I say. Mm. Yeah, I'm very competitive as well growing up. So and he's, he's, he's instilled that into me as a kid. Awesome. So, yeah, we'd be out down the park for hours and I'll be making sure I could hit this top bin, you know, making sure I could curve this ball the right way before I left the pitch or whatever. Yeah. And then my old man would be like, that's great, okay, let's go to your left foot or whatever it was, you know. But, yeah, all those little lessons that he's taught me growing up, um, even the ridiculously hard sessions. Like, like my old man's, he sometimes feels a bit guilty because he he thinks 
I got my, my injuries through soccer, but he thinks he overtrained me. But I loved every single session, mate. I wouldn't yeah. have changed it for the world. And uh, yeah. What injuries, mate? I had two dislocations in my knees. So I dislocated one knee in a game. Yeah. Um, just damages to my ligaments over and over again. And then I come back here for a season. My mum got sick. So I come back from England and played back at Marconi. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dislocated my left knee in a training session. And that was pretty much it. Like I had surgery on the right one, but my old man's like, mate, I want you to walk when you're 30. You know, I was 22 at the time, 21. Yeah. He goes, call it a day. Like, I know it's going to be tough, but I reckon we call it a day because there's no point. You want to save your body. I want you to walk when you're older. I want you to walk in your own sneakers. <laughs> exactly. And this is where we're at because he jokes about it too. He goes, you, you're making more money than you ever yeah. did making yeah. sneakers and being creative. You always have been. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where'd the creative bit come from? I've always drawn. Um, as yeah. a young and I used to draw like your cartoons and stuff from my favourite shows and um, even funny enough I remember travelling England with my old man and I had this little notepad that I still, I've still kept and in that book I used to design my own boots and my own sneakers in this book yeah, and right. I was about 10 or 11 at the time and I remember vividly that that was my passion I would sit there for hours just drawing sneakers and then there was a space in time where I completely forgot about all that stuff but um, when I got injured with the first knee, I started getting into realism. And, um, excuse me, um, you know, I draw portraits. So I'd like to see how close I can get to the real thing with a pencil and a rubber. And I could do them mad. And even with all that, I got on, um, I was doing street art and stuff with that. It was all weird how it all started happening. I done from that soccer to getting into art again, to doing street art. And then I got on, um, like, Sky News for my art, <laughs> randomly, yeah. Um, the Bolt Report, I think it was called, yeah. on Sky News. And then I got into the Archibald Prize for an artwork I'd done with Mark Latham. Yeah. Yeah. And all this stuff started happening. I thought that was going to be my thing. And then nothing, out of nowhere, I was like heartbroken. I thought this was it, you know, soccer's not working. I've got into my art. It's going to pop off now. And then stop feeling sorry for myself. What else can I do? I started a soccer academy. I was a coach. Yeah, right. For six years. And then after that, yeah, the, the academy funded Bomber Sneakers to start that up, which a friend of mine in England who I was playing with at Stockport told me, mate, start this. I know you love this stuff. Go it. And that's how I, that's where I am now, like, from all these little things. Does the soccer academy still exist? No, it doesn't. No. Um, I think, I think uh, over time, I think we were talking about this just before, about being in the game for so long, it kind of gets, it kind of gets tiring a bit, mentally yeah, right. draining. And I don't. I didn't want to just go do it for the for the money. I wanted yeah. to do it for. I'm still passionate about it, and I wanted to do it do it because these kids are going to learn from me. Yeah. So I done it for six years, and the last year I wasn't feeling it. It was during COVID as well. Right. And I feel like um, a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say this to come off like cocky or the wrong way or whatever. A lot of parents don't realize what they got when they have a good coach here, especially in this country, yeah. where in England you get dropped off to the training session and that's it. Yeah. You don't talk to the coaches. You don't let them, like, that's, they, they, that coach is going to become your kid's mentor if he's, done, he's doing his job right. Yeah. And I didn't respect that here. Like, I wanted to be mentor to all these kids. Yeah. And it started to get a bit political. And I'm like, nah, this is not for me, man. I'm losing, I'm losing the love for it because you of this what? stuff. The love will always be there, though. You'll go back one day, your brand will probably go on. 100%. Sponsor. Yeah. That's, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your, your brand will be on a team. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, 100%. It will go full circle yeah, moment, eh? It will, mate. Yeah. So the artwork, that's interesting. The street art, what, 
What do you mean street art? So as a young and around this area, a lot of the boys were into graffiti. And that's where my nickname comes from originally, Bomber. Here we go. So <laughs> We can't get you any trouble, <laughs> nah, can we? No. Nah. Nah. So we just we used to just go, you know, to your drains or whatever and do your artworks or whatnot. But from that, I didn't want to get in trouble using spray paint. So I started doing street art, so more like stencils and um, like they call them paste up. So it's like you print off your artwork and I could print off artwork as big as this room and paste it up with um, wallpaper glue. Right. So if they need to take it off or I get busted doing it, I just rip it off the wall. But that was a little way to... So you were a, a well-behaved graffiti yes, artist. Yes, or a smart one. A smart one. <laughs> yeah. Had to you were three bad. steps ahead. Yeah. You were three steps ahead. Excuse me, because my dad would have gave me a hiding. Yeah. If I'm going to get caught, yeah. I'll just rip it down. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was where the stuff comes from. You have to show me some. Yeah, I've got some stuff. So that's where the you. nickname comes from. Bomber. Yeah, Bomber. Yeah. Yeah. So do people know you as Johnny now? Nobody. No, nah, no one. So the inside joke there is with Nick Ed when we first met, he's like, bro, stop introducing yourself as, as Johnny. I was like, should I just do Bomber? He's like, yeah, because what we spoke about all the time with all that artwork stuff is um, people have seven points of contact with a certain business or a logo, or a name, if they have it enough times, they're never going to forget your name, they're never going to forget your business. So when I introduced you to, to, when I introduced myself to you for the first time as Bomber, you go, Bomber, that's a weird name. Yeah. But a lot of people are not going to forget Bomber yeah. as a name. And then you go, why was your name Bomber? And then I go, I'll do this. And it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So you're putting all these little... All, you're connecting all the dots here yeah. to something that's never going to be forgotten, the seven points of contact. So around the area I put up, and also around Sydney, I've got a few stickers up in London, but I would just put all my stickers up everywhere. So all my heads are everywhere, and that's another another point of contact. So it's that social media, talking, doing stuff, content here. Hopefully it's like a big umbrella, umbrella and it just funnels back into what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I think we would all. Steps ahead, that's mate. it. You have to be, mate. Three passes. Yeah, ahead. three passes ahead. Ooh, but yeah, I might get you. Can you market this show? <laughs> <laughs> I'd get Nick and help me too. <laughs> He's the brains. Mate, too clever. Yeah, yeah. Too clever. Any hard times, mate? Growing up, did you grow up here in Western Sydney? Yes, St Mary's. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, there's so many people out here that are success stories. Yeah, and you're going to be one of them. Well, you are one of them, but you appreciate you it, bro. Know what I mean, like, yeah. there's so many out here. Um, what was it like growing up here? It was, it was, I had a good upbringing. Um, I had some troubles at home as a lot of people do. Um, my mum was a heavy drinker, God rest her soul, which we didn't know she had problems or whatnot. Um, we think she had some kind of mental, mental issues that no one knew about then. And, um, yeah, bro, she ended up, uh, when I was 22, she passed away. And, um, yeah, that was a big pivotal moment in my life, man. Like, that kind of rocked me and my siblings and and my old man as well. Um, but, yeah, man, growing up with that was pretty hard. I didn't realise what was going on until I was older. And, yeah, it was just a lot lot going on. That was one of the reasons why I come back from England the first the first time was um, because my mum had six weeks to live. Oh, really? Yeah, we told when my brother was with me too, playing in England, and we got the course saying your mum's got six weeks to live. But, yeah, she was hard as nails, mate, so she stuck around for six months after that. Uh, but, yeah, we saw a lot of things that no kids should see. But reading books and um, 
you know, educating myself with self-help and all that, you realise that you're not the only person going through this stuff and through this struggle. So that kind of got me out of that victim mentality. You're the, probably the first person I've spoken openly about this. I don't want to be a victim and I, and I don't think you know, I should be. Like I, I want to show people that, bro, I went through this and there's plenty of stuff that went on at home, but, mate, I'm having a go. I used that energy well. I transmuted that energy from negative to positive, you know, yeah. and hopefully make my mum proud, you know, even though she she wasn't um, with it majority of the time growing up. I know where she's at now. She's looking down on us kids and we're having a good crack, mate, so that's where we're at. Right. That's awesome. And thanks so much for sharing. You said no, you, all good. you never spoke. Um, this would relate to a lot of people, but Jesus, so you, you came back from England at, yeah, you said that before, didn't you? 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. And that was why. That was why, yeah, because that, that kind of changed my whole life. Because if I didn't come back from England, I would have got injured again here. Like, I don't know, you don't know how life works, and mm. hindsight's a beautiful thing, but yeah, that was one, that was the reason. That was the reason why I come back from the UK. Your brother, what's he doing? He My brother's um he's been doing good, bro. He's yeah. he's um he's a good looking fella. He's mm. the best looking he's brother. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My sister trumps us all, but we'll, we'll use them in photo shoots. Yeah, so they literally do that at the moment. So my brother's modeling for Shoe Grab, um, a company that we work with here in the studio. And they're the biggest shoe company in Australia, man. They they sell all the rare stuff and not so he's been doing modeling doing all that stuff and also he's been on like reality tv shows of late yeah right um uh, but yeah man he's doing well so they all i think my siblings like i said to you the stuff that my dad's taught us realizing that there's no point feeling down and out because everyone someone else in the world's going through some a thousand times worse than what you are yeah 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 you, so you, you, you had a choice you yeah could, you, you have a choice kick stones yeah or you could exactly yeah and you, you hear that a lot right but yeah, man, they're all having a crack and I'm so proud of them, man, and it's, it's awesome. So hopefully one day all three of us will be successful. So I'm feeling like, so you lost your mum, then you decided to give up your football career. Yeah. And then you went on this journey with the yeah. art and stuff. Yeah. There must have been a bit of soul searching going on hey, during that time. I was actually, there was times where I was really depressed about not making it as a footballer and you would have seen it in the NRL and these kids, man, and all the hours we put in, all the money my old man spent, I felt guilty, like, I've let people down, I've let everyone down, and and especially being out these ways, a lot of people knew me as the kid that played soccer and I was good at it, um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of soul searching for sure, there's a lot of times I'm thinking, like, bro, I should be on the telly there, like, I'm way better than these players and whatnot, but maturity as well helped me with that, because... Like I said, man, there's only so much you can, well, like you said, there's yeah. only so much you can kick stones and, and yeah. cry about it, mate. Well, mate, you, you also said, like, you started reading. And yes. Stuff. Well, I find that interesting because I did an episode recently with, who was it? Someone went through a tough time and someone gave him a book. Yeah, that's literally what happened to me. Yeah, and it started them on this path of, like, before you know it, they read 100 books. Yeah, yeah. Like, so someone handed you a book. All right, someone handed me a book of like you hear about all the time manifestation, right? Yeah. I'm a man of God and I believe in the manifestation stuff as well. So yeah. there's a fine, there's a, it meets in the middle for me all that. So I, whatever I say, whatever I write down, I know I can make it happen, but I know there's action behind that. Yeah. So uh, a good friend of mine, Enrique Liasa, 
Um, we were training together at the time. It was another thing that I'd done. I was boxing with him. Like, it was yeah. something I was picked up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a boxer. Let's go. Yeah. As everyone will try, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he and he's he always like, bruv, read this. And I opened the first page and it says, this this book is meant to be in your hands. And it was the way he got that book. He went to the mountains one day when he wasn't supposed to and he got this old book and someone goes, oh, yeah, you'd like this. But he wasn't ready for it, so he gave it to me. And, mate, it changed my life. Yeah. And what it was, was it called? It was called The Law of Attraction Essentials by Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham S. for Hicks. So I didn't realise, but all five volumes were in this one book and it was it was thick as. So, yeah, I got through that and that started on my journey with all these other books. And um, the one that's really stuck with me lately and I could recommend to anyone to read, I could recommend to yeah, everyone to read it, is The Alchemist. Yeah. Um, and The Alchemist is basically like you're in a child and the journey that he's on. And realizing, you know, life's is a bit. Life is about all the swings and roundabouts, mate. So, if you stick to your true self and your passion, you'll always that road will always come to that. Like you, the road you take will always end to the end goal that you yeah. always want. And uh, that's that's the book I read once a year. And it's not not a hard book to read, but it hits home. It yeah. hits home. So yeah, all that stuff and manifesting and um, believing in, in, in my faith. Um, has helped me heaps, mate. Like, helped me get through a lot and changing my mindset. And it's funny that I've got notes in my phone and just papers of writing. Of I was, I was, this is before I got any followers on Bomber Sneakers. I will sell out in my sneaker drops. I will do this. I'll do it. And every single one has been checked off. Yes. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. And you forget about them yeah. too. So yeah. I write them and then forget about them. Yeah. And then um, I pick them up. Like, I'm moving houses. I've been telling you, I'm moving houses this week. And I'm moving, I go, oh, wow, that's actually a spin out. Yeah, I've done those. That's yeah. mad. What's the next one, you know? Sounds yeah. good. Well, I like even the way you've recommended some books to people because everyone on this show is usually people that are trying to get better. Yeah. And get better, normally the type of people that are also helping other people. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm sure they'll. someone's going to go grab that book and yeah. probably hand it to someone else. Literally, and, the alchemist, you could be in grade three or you could be... Yeah. You know, fifty-year-old wanted to start a new business, and yeah. it works for everyone. That book, The Alchemist. Well, I have something that I kind of stick to in players that I work with. Know yep. This, um, I have a, a vision where, let's say, everyone the trophies, everyone sees the trophy, right? But, but I break that down. For me, like my vision is about helping other people, whereas the trophy will take care of itself if we all live really authentic to our own vision. So. Within a team, everyone's got their own vision and their own philosophy. So mine is to assist, lead or inspire someone else to achieve their ultimate goal, right? Yeah. So how that works is uh, let's say you're working for a team and you, everyone wants to win the championship. So if, if I every day tick that off and I totally, totally assist whoever I work for, Every day, everything I do is to assist that either head coach or that player or that club, whatever it is. If I assist, there'll be some parts of the program I would have to lead or in some way try to inspire them through something, either myself or or use content or education, whatever it is. But if I do that every day and tick that off, like I just am a true believer that the trophies take care of itself. Yep. 
And I started doing that with this podcast. So the whole idea of the podcast is to assist people. So that, that vision of mine, that's authentic to me. I've got my own influences of where that's kind of come from. My philosophy is to show I care. Um, so if I live by that, show I care and I live by this. So with the podcast, right, someone asked me once, in fact, my own son, he put me down one day, God bless him, he just went, he said, mate, what are you doing this podcast for? Are you serious? Like this is my 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he paid out on me one day about like the effort I was putting in. So because at first when you do a podcast, people are going like, why would you do a podcast? Like you don't get paid for that, do you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I believe like let's say the trophy in podcast world could be money yeah. or let's say the trophy is sponsorship or yeah. whatever. That's the trophy but I don't think about that. No, that's right. I don't think at all, mate, no. ever about money from a podcast. I think if this episode assists somebody – or inspires somebody yeah. somehow, yeah. then that other stuff will take care of itself. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, nah, I rate that. So, That's quality. Yeah, so I, I live by that. Like every time I go and do an episode, even now when I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, are we planting a seed for someone out there yeah. where it's going to help them or maybe help them help someone else? Yeah. So we've already done that yeah. today, already yeah. in this episode. I can tick that off. It's like that ripple effect, eh? Yeah, yeah. so... I'm a big believer in that, man. Yeah, that's I'm my... Big I'm going to take that, that, bro, with me. Yeah. I like that. You can do that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Copy, copyright on it. Yeah, <laughs> 10%. No, no, no. So, so I actually... Um, yeah, I did. I did a lot of my own kind of deep work in my own coaching space and, and who influenced me throughout my career and their characteristics, what I liked and how I... When I was at my best. So I, it's very real to me, that, that philosophy and that vision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a true believer, mate. That the trophies take care of itself. Yeah. And it's the same with you. Like the trophy's going to be some hundreds of million dollar sneaker company that someone's going to try to buy off you one day. But you know what? You've just been living your vision along the way, and the trophy will take care of yeah. itself. You know, success is in the journey. Yeah. Really. I just like chipping away at stuff and having, mm. having a good laugh and inspiring others, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So this creative space here. Let's let's talk about this space. Yep. Um, I found I walk in that room when you enter and you got that big wall with all those successful people yeah. from the area. Yeah. You look at that and straight away it's inspiring. And then it's got this little area in this building where you got the couch where people just hang out and all these positive, creative energies in yeah. there. Yeah. And then you got the mad studio hire area and the photo shoot area and then yeah. you've got space like this. Like where do you see this twenty seven project going? Well, our goal really wasn't to make money with bookings, but money comes through content these days, yeah? And yeah. we love making content. Mm. And like you said, we're not worried about the money because we can all make money with our own businesses, but having a laugh and editing videos and doing potties with the boys mm. is all we wanted. We all, all we wanted was a space that we could all work out of and share it with the community, Yeah, you know? And, um, yeah, with this space, man, I reckon at the end of the day, we're all going to have our own warehouses one day and um, it's just going to be a massive actual creative hub. And this is a creative hub in itself and having all the, all the faces and people in it at the moment and the people that are coming through is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just see the content that we make in here absolutely changing the game in Australia and uh, no, one will, no one will see what's 
what's been done in here before, you know, like this is going to be, it's going to be it, you know, making content with the boys and Ty, especially Ty, he's a character and Nico, who's a wizard on the, on the camera and editing. Yeah. And then we've got the rest of our team here on Tuesday, Chris. Um, we've got another lad from the area, Beans, who helps with us stuff yeah. for like, um, lately. Um, but yeah, man, it's just a mad little hub. Yeah, it's cool. And now, yeah. now you've got a regular in me. Just That's it, brother. Right? I got you. Yeah, That's yeah. it. No, <laughs> so what about, um, we've gone through some of your influences, your dad being a massive one and some coaches. What about in this creative space? Is there a... Because like, all my world's usually coaching and sport yeah, and, and, and it's ventured into talking and speaking engagement with, with businesses around like leadership and culture and high-performing yeah. teams and yeah. that's kind of all I know. So every everything I'm living and breathing and reading and my contacts world is it's all kind of coaching. That's that's how I've – I mean, that's how I was brought up. Yeah, the yeah. Whole bit. So, but this creative space is – intriguing to me like i feel i'm a bit creative but i'm just having well you come up with you know an idea that we'll do eventually that was yeah. creative i was like i didn't expect that from you let's You're do creative. it brother. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna do, <laughs> we're gonna do that there's something coming yeah. <laughs> um but um in that world like is there people you've kind of idolized you know how like in the coaching world there's someone you learn from or like there's there's coaches that are, aren't even living anymore that i still just love their influence on me yeah um, is there someone in that art world or well, creative I've got world? Heaps. Or? Um, like with fashion, I have Axel Aragato, a brand of Swedish brothers who started sh- making shoes as well, with the same supplier who I found lucky enough. It's full weird like how I, that happened for me. Um, there's another brand in England called Represent, two brothers as well. Um, and uh, what else, man? Like in the street art, um, in the street art scene, Shepherd Fairy. Obey, there's a brand called Obey and used to use Andre the Giant's head, the wrestler. Yeah, right. And um, that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from, Banksy. Uh, there's quite a few, man. And when it comes to content, man, bro, my bro Nick here, man, he inspires me. He's got the he's, – he's levels, man, and that's why he's doing good things. So, yeah, there's a lot of good influence around me and especially with the fashion scene, it's not hard to find good people to look up, look up to right now. So, yeah. You just mentioned um, Andre the Giant's head. Yeah. So someone used that as their branding. And yes. And now you've got a head as your... That's where I get it from. That's where you got it from. Yeah. So the the brand Knack I had, the on the paste-ups and street art, I was using the head as well because I read his book, Shepherd Fairy's book, and I thought, I could do that here. No one's done it here. And I want to, weirdly enough, I always wanted to be that person the first to do it. I'd yeah. If you yeah, get that, yeah. And I always try to do that. But, yeah, and then I transitioned that to having my own bomber head, what you see with the big lips. Okay, now I'm getting it. Yeah, that's it. So I actually, as a kid, had a figurine toy of Andre the Giant. Yeah. Little um, wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Big wrestler. Yeah, that's it. That's him. That's him. Yeah, and a brand new. Is there a figurine of your head at the moment? No, but I've tried to make make one. one. Yeah, we need to make one. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we just can have, all of us can have a bobble head. Just put it out (laughs) on show in the office. But, um, yeah, man, that's where I get the inspiration from. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when when you open up a store, yep. is there a store in the world that's inspired you that you go, oh, I'm going to do that or I'm going to do that or yeah. or are you going to be a first? Like, There's a couple of things. Being a first is always good and then also the best is when someone says you can't do it. And, yeah, and bro, I get that heaps. Yeah. And I want to get something that's already good and make it 10 times better. 
Yeah. And that's the thing too. That's like people telling me you can't do a podcast. Yeah, we'll do it. And then I can do it it ten times better than what anyone else can do. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So um, tell me about the store. What can you see? Well, first of all, I'm just going to do online, online store. And there's some things I've seen to make a demand and I'm all about supply and demand. And I've read, read books in the fashion scene, how they do that and how to market your stuff strategically. Yeah. How to even the, even down to how much you price your shoes up for, and all that. So I think what I want to do is first of all, once the shoes are here, ready to go, is to do an event here, which I'd love for you to be here for. Yeah. And do like a yeah, more not not not, not so much a runway show, but have just like cool like my shoes um, floating from the ceiling and stuff, and people can buy them and wear them and some merch merch there that they can try on and wear. And then from there, make a demand because all the people that we have here are influential. So hopefully the others would, would love to be a part of that as well. Mate, lock me in for this event. Please. I don't know if I'm on the runway. No, nah, you got you got, but, got you but, Like I, <laughs> I got these, um, my favourite ASIC shoes here. You could maybe, I don't know what you could do with them, but I, I'm not sure I'm at the age to make things look cool. Or do you think I can? Mate, it's not easy. I mean, it's not hard. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. It's just what you're wearing now is fine. Just chuck on a pair of bombers, mate, and then you're set. Okay, because my 15-year-old son he's might argue. To, he might argue with this. You. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he might say, no, no, no. <laughs> he's cool. He's yeah. Good. He, he's, he's got, I bet you he's got all the Jordans, mate. all the nice hoodies. Yeah. He's yeah, set. Yeah, you he's know, it cost me a fortune. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know there's kids. <laughs> Yeah. His whole bedroom's got shoes. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he used to he used to draw on shoes when he was ten years old. Yeah, like, right. Oh, seriously, like he he's kinda of moved away from that. Yeah. He's mad into his sport at the moment. But I might well first of all I'm gonna encourage him to read. Yep. Like like you read some books. Yeah. But yeah, he used to um Draw on shoes, and yeah, he, and he had That's his where it starts, man. Yeah, being creative, some, some sort, um, just some, yeah, yeah, some way you just be creative. And they're all like, well, well my story's weird. Like, how when he's ready to leave school and be an apprentice, I'll send him to you. Yeah, you'll be. Yeah, mate. That's I'd cool. love to have him. Yeah, have him here, mate. Show him, start yeah. showing some stuff, some cool stuff. Yeah. Well, mate, you dropped some uh, absolute bombs. Thank you, Good brother. Fun, bomber. Yep. You dropped some bombs there today for uh, the listeners in a different space of mine. I'm I'm used to talking with a lot of sport people or coaches or yeah. Uh, I have done a couple with some business guys and yeah. And the ones I've done like the owner of Tripadil, which is now hundreds of million dollars insane. company, insane. He started just backing himself. It was a yeah. great episode. It wasn't a video episode, but an audio one. It was really good. Tripadil, who've become supporters of the show as well. Uh, I did one with the owner of Pertec, who now heads up Pertec in yeah, America, right. Pertec yeah. USA, and he had some really good. I find he thinks like a coach, but like they started a tiny little warehouse in Western Sydney. Yeah, that's insane. Eh? And now they're worldwide. I'd like global. to. I'd like to. Yeah, yeah double in that. Mm. Did you say Pertec. Pertec. Yeah. It's, so it's to do with cars and stuff. Yeah, is that the like one? Every industry. Yeah. So you've seen their brand in yeah. the car racing yeah. uh, space. You've seen their brand. Yeah. You've seen it across eels. Eels way back. Yeah. You've seen it across the Kiwis. You've that's seen, it. You've seen their brand. Yeah. So they're the, but, huge. But their company. Is involved in so many different industries. That's right. 
defence force, mining, construction, automotive. Yeah, see, um, that's inspiring. You man. name it. You and name they're from it. Western Sydney. They started with a little warehouse in Western Sydney. Wow. Their headquarters now is at King Park. It's yeah. huge now. Yeah. They have hundreds of franchises around Australia, hundreds of franchises around America and, and globally. Wow. So, but he, he's, he did an episode with me where just a casual chat where you could see what really makes them tick as well. Yeah, yeah. And heavily influenced by his father is the original owner, still yeah. owns it, um, Peter Duncan. Um, yeah, so I've had a couple of businesses on the show, but not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Like you really uh, inspired me to maybe talk to some more people like you. I appreciate man. it, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's mad. Like, yeah, a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the disciplines and, Things like that that I've learned is from sport anyway, so it all works in with each other, yeah. with itself, you know, with each other. And one of the biggest nuggets of gold you shared today was it was a tough time in your life, like yeah, a real tough time, and you managed to just say, "No, I'm not going to kick stones. I'm going to do this, 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 yeah. and this." And that's still not saying it wasn't. It's not like it was easy. Nah. Like, like you had to make some choices. That's that, right. You know. You surrounded yourself with good people. That, yeah, that, that was one that, of the main things, yeah. become pretty clear today. Yeah, man. Hey, get me start. Let's have a look. What could you do with them? <laughs> I, I want, I want, can you do something with them? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can work with anything, mate. <laughs> I don't know if the camera picked that up because I'm not flexible enough, but these nice little ASICs. Uh, easy work, mate. Mate, I... Let's think about what we could do with them. They're a nice blank canvas for you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're a legend. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, eh? Legend. Some of the best learning you will ever do will be traveling. Give yourself space, time to creatively think, to learn, to meet people, or take a vacation with your family. Give yourself that time. And there's no better person or people or company to help you than the people at Tripadeal. Their experienced agents will look after you from start to finish. They will plan your flights, your accommodation, your car, your excursions, whatever you need. If you want to plan a trip of a lifetime, Tripadeal is the place to go. Tripadeal.com.au